Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Jerry Hairston Jr. going to join us in just a second. Stick around for that. Oh, boy. Uh, coming up after us, Greg, is what? LAFC tonight, right? Yes, LAFC. They're on a roll. They are on a roll. They're on a roll. Yeah. Is it still so, El Trafico if there's no Trafico? It is still El Trafico if there's no Trafico. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, they're taking on the Houston Dynamo today. So uh, that'll come on right after us. Coverage beginning right at 7 o'clock. And Who's I their star player? They, what's that? Who's their star player? Houston. Who is their star player at the moment? Yeah, the Dynamo. Oh, who's the Dynamo's yeah. star player? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know who to hate. Yeah, I want my I don't hate know directed Dynamo, properly. Man. Listen, man. I I know the LAFC. I know Seattle Sounders a little bit. I know the Portland Timbers a little bit, and that's about it. <laughs> because I, those are the two biggest rivals that we have in our way. You know what I mean? And I know the Galaxy, obviously. So that that's pretty much the deal. But LAFC is coming on right after us here on the station today as they take on the Houston Dynamo. But we have been celebrating the Dodgers championship, the first in 32 years. We are partying like it's 1988. And we are joined by a man who wore the Dodgers uniform for a number of years. You can check him out on Sportsnet LA. Jerry Hairston Jr. joining us now here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Jerry, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, let me ask you this. How did you celebrate yesterday? I celebrated by being on the air for about two and a half, three hours last night, just watching the, the, the players celebrate, our manager, the coaching staff, interviewing a couple of the players, and then we celebrated in the studio drinking some champagne. And I drank uh, some tequila last night, had some fun, and uh, then I got up early and, and teed off around 8, 8.20. So uh, it was definitely a good night and a good morning. I will say so. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround too, man. That's a, you're a busy man. You like to leave a live a busy lifestyle. Absolutely not. I didn't play my best golf today, but I think it was a little <laughs> bit understandable. Uh, that's sure. fine. You know, I just was glad that uh, you know I was able to tee off and really enjoy and kind of think about what transpired. You know, obviously the night before. So proud of the guys, guys like Clayton Kershaw, Kenley Jansen, Justin Turner. Those guys have really persevered over the years and continue to knock on that door. And then finally last night, they busted through that door, and now they're world champions. When you look back over the course of this postseason, not just the World Series, but the postseason, when did you know that it wasn't just hopeful to say this is our year, but it felt like destiny? Because I do believe there was a turning point. Yeah, I, I believe you. I, I think it was when they came back from 3-1 against the Braves, and they won that game seven, I said, this team's going to win the World Series. Uh, and I predicted it'll be six games. I knew the Rays would be tough. They got power pitching. But I think the Dodgers realized, you know what? Even though we didn't go through adversity throughout the season, because we all know they cruised through the season, they swept the Brewers in that wild card series, swept the Padres, who are a very good team in the NLDS. They needed to face some adversity, and they did against the Braves. They were able to battle back, play great baseball, come back from three-one down. And once they went through that, I thought this team has been through the gauntlet. And nothing's going to stop them. And uh, I'm so for I'm so glad uh, to see them, you know, finish their goal, and that's becoming World Series champion. And like, like I said, I'm so proud of that group. Jerry, you mentioned the power pitching that the Rays had, and obviously the big talk of the evening last night, and certainly has carried over to the talk shows today, was Kevin Cash's decision to pull Blake Snell. Look, you played the sport for 16 seasons. Um, 
what was your reaction in real time when you saw that happen? I, I tweeted it out, and that's the dumbest decision I've ever seen in a World Series. And I'm going to be hard on him because he's a he's a former player. Uh, as a former player, he knows better than that. You know, and the one thing is they've tried to use analytics to kind of uh, weed certain people out of the game. Uh, all analytics is is stats and information. We've always had stats. We've always had information. You have to be able to decipher uh, using those stats and looking at, what's going, looking at what's going on on the baseball field, knowing your players and knowing the situation. If you can't do that, you shouldn't have that job. You know, and he's he's a guy that that has inherited uh, a great pitching staff. Their bullpen is really second to none with as far as power, and they were without question the best team in all of uh, all of the American League. There's a reason why they beat the the Yankees. There's a reason why they beat the Astros because they have the best pitching, you know, and they have great defense. And you have your ace on the mound dealing. I mean. I've been on the other side where you're facing a, a Roy Halladay, a Pedro Martinez, a man, somebody get him out of there. He's just too tough tonight. And for you to take him out, uh, Mookie Betts had no answer for him. Neither did Corey Seager, neither did Justin Turner. Really, the lineup did. And you take him out, that was a game changer. And I tweeted it right away. I knew the momentum shift instantly. And that is ridiculous. And I'm, I'm rooting for the Dodgers. I work for the Dodgers. And I just think... You take that kid out, you really lose that team because they understand, man, you're taking out a horse, man, and that just crushed them. And, you know, if he was a, if he was the manager of, of, of a, a big market team like the Yankees or uh, in Boston or L.A., I don't think he'd have a job right now. But he, he's the manager for the Rays as a small market team. I guess they can kind of sweep that under the rug. It's ridiculous what they did. With that being said, and I agree with you, I was shocked to see him get pulled. But the reality is they scored one run, and that came very early, uh, first inning solo shot. And after that, the bats were pretty much quiet. It felt to me as if they were going to lose because they didn't have offense, not because of the pitching change. Well, you you never know what could happen because the, the Dodgers weren't scoring anything. The Rays had one, and the Dodgers had zero. You know, sometimes in these games, you know, when, when, when both sides are pitching well, the Dodgers bullpen and then Blake Snell, he had what we call no-hit stuff. Now, he, didn't give up, he gave up a couple of hits, you know, the last one to Austin Barnes. But it, nothing was really smoked. Nothing was really hit that hard. So he definitely had that no-hit stuff where he could have dealt for nine innings and we lose one nothing. I've seen it happen. And Mookie Best even talked about that last night. He goes, he had that type of stuff. Well, he might have just shut us down for nine innings. That happens. But here's the, here's the point. Kevin Cash is a former player. He should understand, you know what, we may have to win this game one nothing. We, we had that type of ace going for us that way. And you never know what could happen in the eighth inning where, man, Snell is, is dealing, and on the offensive side, man, we can shut down. And then you guys, and I remember having a Clayton Kershaw behind me in front of us as far as a pitcher, He's dealing, you know what, let's get that other run. Let's get that other two runs in the eighth inning. We have a two-run homer. Now we're winning 3 nothing. You never know. You never take out your ace in that situation. Ridiculous move. Gary Harrison, Jr., Sportsnet LA, former Dodger with us here, of course, world champion in 2009. Um, look, you've won one of these. So you've been in one of these in the clubhouses. You've been in one of these celebrations. You've had uh, the understanding of what it takes to win one of these. 
Um, you had guys on that roster who hadn't won basically outside of that core four and a select few. What is that feeling like? How would how is the best way you could describe that feeling of winning a championship in baseball? Well, I was playing left field uh, when Mariano Rivera came out of that bullpen. We're at a four run lead. Uh, I think he came in for a four uh, out save. Came in in the eighth inning. I just started reflecting because I knew they weren't going to score four runs on Mariano Rivera in his prime. Uh, and I started reflecting about my grandfather who played in the Negro Leagues, never got a chance to play in the World Series. My father never got a chance to play in the World Series. My brother, Scott, hasn't had a chance to play in the World Series at that time. He never did. And it was a, a family thing for me. You know, I felt that they all were winning it with me. And I started to reflect on my mother taking me to Little League games and understanding the sacrifices so many people make for you to have a chance to play in the big leagues and not have a chance to play in the World Series. And, and I started thinking about those guys. started thinking about Clayton Kershaw and his wife, Ellen, uh, who has been by her husband's side since high school, maybe even earlier than that. And they've gone through some ups and downs, obviously, in the postseason. And they've done incredible work, not just in L.A., but the state of Texas, uh, helping uh, underprivileged kids in Africa. And if there was anybody uh, more deserving, it's them. And I say them because I know Clayton and Ellen are so close, and I was so happy for their family. I've been a teammate of Clayton Kershaw uh, since 2000, 2012, and I've seen him develop not just as a great husband, but as a father now of kids. He is just an incredible person, and I am so proud that he had this moment. He deserved this moment, and, and that's what I thought about last night, You know, having him hoist that trophy because nobody could ever take that away from him. You know, it's my understanding that you're not only African-American, but you're also uh, Mexican-American. Is that true? Absolutely. I'm a black citizen. My dad's uh, black uh, from Birmingham, Alabama. And my mom is black, black, black. Yeah, from Mexico. (laughs) You're from Alabama. You're black, black, black. My father was the first, uh, one of the first black men in his high school. He grew up in Birmingham, Alabama in the 50s and 60s. So, you know, I was able to, to learn a lot from him and what he had to deal with. Uh, but then my mom is from uh, Sonora, Mexico. I've got a chance to play for uh, Team Mexico in the World Baseball Classic yeah, in 2009. You and your so brother, I'm, right? Yeah, Scott and I. We got a chance yeah. to play. And uh, definitely proud of that heritage, too. My mom is so happy for Victor Gonzalez and Luis Urias. Uh, what, a, what a great moment for him. Closing out, not only the NLCS, but he got a chance to close out the World Series. I know all of Mexico is extremely proud. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
when you think about everything that went into this year, you know, dealing with COVID, trying to fashion some sort of bubble, the economy, racial reconciliation, the, the protests in the streets and what the Dodgers and Major League Baseball was doing to address that. Do you feel as if this championship is not getting the proper respect that it needs in terms of the mental aspect of it? Or am I overstating those other elements in terms of how it impacts an athlete? Well, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for the baseball world and the community. You know, we recognize how important it was the first to have a season. Listen, we understand what a lot of people have gone through. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, some jobs may not even come back, um, their businesses. And it's just so sad to even to even hear or see about that. But I think the players wanted to make sure they had a season just so they could have a form of escape. you know. And, and that's why they wanted to, to, to play, to have a season. If they can just uh, be out there on that field to give joy to some people for three or four hours, that's what their, their job entailed. And I know, listen, we live in an imperfect world. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. But, you know, they understand they're baseball players. And if there's a chance for them to play and to entertain, and on top of that, to help make the world a better place, um, to help, uh, whether it's financially, to help uh, those that, are, that need uh, an assistance, uh, both women, um, African-American, minorities, these players are willing to do it. And it was so great to see guys like Kenley Jansen and Mookie Betts, manager Dave Roberts, and Clayton Kershaw take the lead and doing that in this community. And they're going to continue doing that. I know that Major League Baseball players have started the uh, Players Alliance, led by Mookie Betts. Um, I know David Price is a part of that. Um, Adam Jones also. So many great players are, are doing uh, so much for the community. But it, it's a never-ending process. You just can't say, hey, we're going to do this and, and, and put a Band-Aid on it. You have to continually be in the community and continue to try to help uh, people have better chances and opportunities. Jerry Harrison, Jr., Sportsnet LA, former Dodger world champion in 2009 with the Yankees. You mentioned Dave Roberts, a man that you competed against, uh, obviously as a player. Uh, he's a manager for this team. He's been through so much. You know, look, they – the 17 situation and just kind of how that all turned out, 18 as well, and losing last year to the Nationals. Um, I think it's the most thankless job in all of professional sports oh. to be a manager right now. Like, how would you best describe what kind of a job that man has done here? Dave Roberts has done an incredible job, especially now that we know what happened in 2017 with the Houston Astros scandal. Uh, for them to know what the pitches were coming every at-bat, for them to take that great team to seven games just, show, just goes to show how great the Dodgers team was that year and how great a job he did. Uh, and for him to say, you know what, we know what, what happened uh, now because we all knew this happened in spring training of this year. You know, the commissioner came down with his ruling. He had to make sure he had to turn his team away from that, even though it's hard, and focus on 2020 and say, you know what, we can't control what happened in 17, but what we can't control – it's 2020, and then obviously COVID, the situation the world's going through, they come back, summer camp 2.0, to make sure his team was focused, uh, no matter what kind of season we would have, whether it's 80, 100, 60 games, to make sure his team was focused, and then to be able to navigate probably the toughest World Series run any team had to go through because they had to go through the wild card series and the division series and the NLCS, 
and then obviously the World Series. Just a tough run in that bubble. I tip my hat to Dave Roberts, to these guys. Uh, this championship, I really believe, may be the hardest. Uh, I, did, I, I don't know if I could do it, to be in a bubble, uh, to be tested every single day, and the uncertainty of what's going on in the world. Uh, for these guys to focus on baseball, I tell you what, it's definitely probably one of the hardest championships any team has had, ever had to win, and I'm so proud of that group. Last question for you, and it's a conversation George and I were having last week. Um, Twix or Kit Kat or a Ooh. different candy bar? Oh, if you- <laughs> it is wow. national. It's National Chocolate Day today, Jerry. So this actually is apropos, and it's really what we like to talk about when we're not talking sports. We like to talk about drinking and eating on this show. Yes, this will tell it us everything about where, you. It actually depends where I'm at. I love Kit Kat. I saw Jim Carlos Stanton. Un, uh, unwrap a Kit Kat bar, and instead of breaking it, he just eats it whole. What? And I thought that all was four? Disgusting. All, all four at once? All four. all four at once. Ask Giancarlo if you ever have him on. Ask him about that. And if he wasn't so freaking big, I would have beat him up over it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but just unwrap the wrapper, and he just all four at the same time. I've never seen a Kit Kat bar eaten that way. Uh, but if I'm in the movie theater, I love Milk Duds. That's my go-to candy bar. Or candy of choice. Did his did his jaw unhinge like a boa constrictor when he did that? <laughs> no, he's a huge, no. he's a huge man. He's like seven. He's like seven two, two forty five of just nothing but muscle. Okay, so let me ask you this because I I got a chance to cover young Giancarlo Stanton um, when when I lived down uh, there in Miami when when he was there. I, I have never seen a baseball player built as 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 well as he's built like he like he looks like something like that was sculpted uh you know by god literally like he is well, like I mean, incredible his physique let, let's let's be real i mean me and him are identical as far as in the uniform he's just a foot taller than i am i'm 5 11 <laughs> he's 6 11 okay so <laughs> I, but i agree he was i tell you what he is i remember him when it was san diego i was playing second base he was coming and Chase Headley was bobbling that ball. I had a turn and double play back when you can run over the second baseman. In 2010, I saw the light flash before my eyes. I had to get <laughs> off that bag. That kid, because he plays football now. He plays yeah. football. He knows how to hit. Yeah. So I was very well aware of that human being. He's not small. Did he yeah, have a Bill- Kit Kat in his mouth when he was running towards you or no? <laughs> no, he did. But if I would have had a Kit Kat, I would have thrown it at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he played wide receiver. I remember Bill Parcells looked at him and said, yeah, yeah, you might be a little too slow to play in the NFL, though. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny, the exchange that those two had. But I feel like you two standing next to each other, even though you are built the same, it, it kind of yeah. reminds me of, do you remember the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? <laughs> Come on. Don't do me like that. Come on. You started it. <laughs> hey, you opened that yeah, door, Jerry. Did. I did. I just walked through it, okay? Actually, you know what? I did. I deserve it. Um, but I, I like to think he's the center, and I'm like the guard. I'm like Kobe, okay. and he's Shaq. Let's just okay. that. All right, I there like you go. That. I like there that. you go. I like that. I like that analogy. Uh, but my man, see, you settled the debate because I was a Kit Kat guy, so I, I, I knew that there was a reason we wanted you on the show today besides talking baseball. So thank you so much for joining us. Stay healthy and stay safe, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Anytime, guys. Take care. 
All right, take care. There he is, Jerry Harrison Jr., uh, joining us here, Sportsnet LA. I need to look at Kit Kat again, man. I need to All see. All these Kit. Listen, everybody's going Kit Kat on you. No, no, you. no. I don't I care. I, I don't mind eating one. I need to look at it again to see just how big his mouth is. They so can eat the whole thing whole. So now we've had uh, a Rod go with Kit Kat, uh, who, by the way, was teammates with Jerry Harrison Jr. in 2009 when he won that championship in New York, huh? and now we've had Jerry. I feel like the Kit Kat uh, revolution is upon us here, LZ. You just need to get on board. Give me a break. <laughs> By the way, eating four pieces of Kit Kat is at one time is pretty impressive. In I, one swoop. I eat four ribs one time, all at once. Yeah. Like Laura says she'll buy you one. I'm going to buy uh, you one from the, the vending machine. The vending. Some ribs? What? Oh, Kit Kat. Oh, Kit Kat. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the phones here, LZ. We're gonna we're gonna okay. we're gonna keep it going with the calls here. Let's go to Eric in LA. Eric, what's up? Yeah, eating four Kit Kats all at once is like eating a Snickers bar with a knife and fork, a la George Costanza. <laughs> Who knows that reference? Okay, I do, there I do. do. But that is hard. Think about the the size of a Kit Kat. You don't think it's that big, but that it is pretty you wide if you're trying to put it in one felt. I'm sport. gonna try live on air. Laura, would you mind getting a Kit Kat for me? I'm gonna try to eat all four at once. Okay, let's do that before right. the end of the show. Let's right. do that. But go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, you know what? People like people. Some people want to put an asterisk on this Dodger win. Um, do we forget that we lost four of our top? Pitchers in Ryu, who was a Cy Young candidate last year. Maeda, who was a Cy Young candidate this year. Rich Hill, who always performs well in the postseason. And David Price, who won the World Series ring. And you're telling me, losing those four pitchers, we still won a World Series? Which goes to the depth of this team. And who provides that depth? It's this front office. Tells me this organization is so well run. Tells me that we have... Uh, sustained excellence ahead of us. You know, Mookie Best, who signed for 10-plus years, which reminds me, Seager, we better lock this guy up. You know, I mean, the guy who performs this well in the postseason, you you lock him up. We gave um, him a car. What more do you want? Yeah, we did. We gave him a car. He does have a car now. Yeah. 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 No. And, and talking <laughs> I mean, about, we didn't give it to him, but the, yeah. uh, the, the <laughs> baseball did, yes. Oh. Yeah, and, and before the season started, what did we say? Oh, 60 games. Yeah. This Dodger or uh, team is notorious for starting out, uh, you know, coming out the gates very slow, yeah. right? Oh, the first two rounds is a best of a best of three. What did they do? They dominated from the from the get, man. So there, there's no asterisk. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Eric. Eric, yeah. thanks for the call, buddy. Stay healthy, stay safe. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to keep taking your calls. we got one more segment to go at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. How did you celebrate? How did you feel? Who are you most happy for? You know, what you, What did you feel was the defining moment or reason that this team finally got over the hump? Let's celebrate. Let's have some fun. 877-710-ESPN. But first, LZ, before we go to break, and we'll be back in about three or four minutes, Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedan and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Final segment of the program. We will take you up till the top of the hour where LAFC will uh, take over their broadcast. We'll get going as they take on the Houston Dynamo tonight. And uh, we pretty much have no sports until... And it's football. Like, no, I know. I'm saying, like, until except on the weekends, and then we've got, you know, hopefully, I think the Lakers coming back here shortly in uh, in late December. Well, there's still conversations, you know. There's oh, no, 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 no. I, I get it. But now, it, what is it, want January? They want Dr. King birthday as the start date instead of Christmas? Well, I think the players would prefer then. They want the extra month. Um, and it seems like the owners and the league would prefer Christmas. And I get it. You know, real quick, LZ, before we get back to the calls and people chiming in on the Dodgers and how they celebrated and who they're most happy for and all that, um, I get it from the league's perspective. Do you really want to cede Christmas to Roger Goodell? Um, I'm, I don't think of it that way. I do. I think of it from a physicality perspective, and I just think it would be better selfishly as Lakers to just get that extra few weeks of rest. An extra month of rest. Right. I, I, I get it, but I think from the business perspective. Yeah, from the business perspective. If you yeah. if you skip out on Christmas, you know the NFL is yeah. swooping in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I totally, totally get the business part of it. You know, and the players can make Christmas work for them, and then you can spin it to Hanukkah, and you can also spin it into Kwanzaa. I mean, you can make that whole stretch there if you want to, uh, very religious, celebratory, holiday-specific. But when it comes to just the bodies of these players, um, you know, that was still a very physical run to the championship. I know it looks like 16-5 and five was easy, but some of those 16 were pretty physical and pretty tight. Uh, and so were those fives. So I would much rather, you know, the January start is more appealing to me. Plus, George, we just need time ourselves to gather ourselves. Not me, man. I'm ready. We've been running, man. Stay ready. You don't got to get ready. Oh, man, you can at least rest. You sound like Patrick Beverly when he was talking smack. When Jared Dudley brought up soft tissue injuries, he's like, just play ball. <laughs> I, I'm ready. I'm ready to play ball. I'm ready to play ball, man. man I haven't I, played ball since March. I know. And by the way, you saw Martin Jarman. I did, UCLA man. AD tweeted I, I did. And I'm like, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. Why is that? Because he's got a whole gym over at UCLA, and I haven't played ball since March. Well, and he was on a college basketball team that went to the NCAA tournament. There is that. I'm not really concerned about that part. I'm good. (laughs) Um, But I tweeted out yesterday, so I had some fun. Um, I tweeted this out yesterday. I want to make sure I get the uh, the whole tweet out. I said, since LZ Granderson and I got to LA in 2016, they added two NFL teams, another MLS team, and LeBron arrived. The teams have been to three World Series, one Super Bowl, one Rose Bowl, and they've won one NBA title and one World Series title. Plus, we broke both the Venice Mace and Max Kellerman curses. Damn. And, uh, you know, so people were chiming in on that. And, uh, and Martin Jarman... Uh, tweeted out that since he's had two conversations with us that the city of Los Angeles has won a World Series and an NBA Finals, and he says basically more to come, Uh, which I'm sure Greg Bergman would love to hear uh, because one of his alter egos is uh, Bruin Boy over there. Uh, Who calls him Bruin Boy? I do. Uh, He he has all the different alter egos. Makes sense, right, LZ? 
he has he, he has Dodger boy, he has Lager boy, and he has Bruin boy. Um, I like how you're not a man in anything. No, no. I'm but he is George. But he is former Dodger expert Greg Bergman. There is that. Um, there, you know, no reference to being a boy there. No. Um, but yeah, like it, 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 I'm sure you would love for UCLA basketball to be back, right? Oh, absolutely. And they were really good last year. At the end, they, they were very good. Yes, they Mick were Cronin very, had them going really well. Yeah. Uh huh. Mick Cronin is going is a great coach. I was on it from the very beginning, saying I wanted Mick Cronin, and now he's. Did really you really? I did from the beginning. I, I said okay. I said I wanted Mick Cronin. Absolutely. I mean, that's not. I mean, he was like the seventh choice or something Doesn't like that, matter. wasn't I, he? That, yeah, because well, who, we weren't going to get Billy Donovan. Okay. You weren't, you weren't gonna get Cal, but you can understand my skepticism here, right, LZ? That, that he says Mick Cronin was his guy, and he was like the seventh choice. Now Mick has done a fantastic job, and Mick was great at Cincinnati. Yeah. But I find it hard to believe that anyone was out there championing Mitch, could, Mick Cronin. Could, he's the Frank you, Vogel of uh, NCAA basketball, right? But he's he, and he had him rolling. Um, so I will give. I, I'll believe you, Greg. I, I I'm just Thank questioning you. it. Because I'm a little skeptical. Is 95 the last championship? Am I missing something? 95 is yeah. the last championship. Yeah, Tyus Edney. Jesus, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. You and the Braves in 95. You know but you guys had a Final Four with Ben Howland. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah. Lost right. to yeah. lost in the championship game and in the Final Four. Oh, that's to, right. You uh, did lose the championship game. When they yeah. used to Florida, do all those. Same Florida team. Over all over those again. huge yeah, segments. Yeah, the Joakim Noah group. Yeah. They used to do those Corey big Brewer. old segments on how Kevin Love could throw like a ball from like one end of the court to the other. Yeah. He used to do those like E60 specials like he was like the reason why they were yeah. winning. Yeah. So Martin Jarman uh, is going to play you post-COVID in a yes. one-on-one basketball game. Now, again, he is the AD at UCLA. Mm-hmm. He played college basketball at North Carolina Wilmington on a tournament team. So uh, are you ready for that competition when it does come your way? I just told you I haven't played ball since March. Okay. I need a training camp. Okay. You know, I need to check out free agency, see okay. how I can finish rounding out my squad. Okay. I mean, squad, it's one-on-one. I got to check out free agency. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you gonna, free agency for what, for trainers? For me. For me. Oh, you okay. Know, I just got to push myself. So Laura brought you the Kit Kat, right? Yes. Laura, where are you? But it's not four. Oh, what? what did they have in the vending machine? What is that? Is this some sort of fake Kit Kat, like no. some knockoff? Okay, so they have a large size Kit Kat, but it's uh, it's only two. But it's oh, so they're like two large ones, yeah, as opposed to the four normal ones. But is like it I'm the same okay size, back. basically? Yeah, kind of. I sent you guys a picture. I know, I see it. I don't know. I can't tell by the picture though if it's the All same right. as like the four I'm by gonna, four. I'm gonna go take it to him, and then I'll take a video of him eating it. Okay, well, let's go to the calls first, and then we can do that to wrap up the show. Uh, let's go to Javier in the Central Valley. What's up, Javier? Javier, going once. Javier, going twice. Javier? Javi? Okay, bye. Javi be gone. Chris in Moreno Valley. Chris, what's up? Hello, Chris. Hello? Laura, did you get anybody? Were you too busy getting Kit Kats? Hello? Oh, there you go. What's up, Chris? No, it's Javier. Oh, oh my goodness. There you go. Javier, what happened? <laughs> we were talking we thought we were talking to you earlier. God. Yeah. Let's go Dodgers. Good. How you guys doing, fellas? Bless, all brother. Good. All good. Oh, thank God. You know, all all of us Hispanics are really happy for Julio Julio. We're happy for Victor. I can't even talk right now. I'm so excited. It's okay, if buddy. You guys it's ever okay. get him down in the studio and you guys need somebody to translate. I'm your guy. I'm your man. 
I'm just so excited. And like, I, I was at game four and game five. It was on it. Oh man, it was something else. And I'm. Oh so wow, you went to Dallas. Yes, yes, I did. Wow, what was that like? Oh, amazing! Because you see the real fans, the fans that want to be there. The guy you see, you see people like my dad that cried and struggled, and it was amazing. It was, uh, it was. I, I was. I actually even came out on TV when the Max Muncy hit the home run on Game Five. It was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. That is awesome. How long has I, your dad been a fan? Oh, I, my dad's been a fan. Oh, forever. He was a big Fernando Venezuela. Us as has. Mexicans, Hispanics always talk about Fernando Valenzuela, you know, like other people talk about Jackie Robinson. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, I'm so excited. Go Dodgers. This was, uh, and thank you for the call, Javier. Uh, this was the 40th anniversary this year of uh, his first start, uh, Fernando Valenzuela. So let's I go. I going to say Jackie Robinson. I'm going to be like, man, your math is lit off. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about Fernando. Uh, Chris is in Moreno Valley. What's up, Chris? Yo, what's up, fellas? What's up, Chris? Hey, I, I've been a Dodger fan since I was in the sixth grade. My elementary teacher is related to Steve Garvey. So I got to go in the, 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 the locker room and get a baseball signed by all the players. One day, our friends wanted to play baseball. Hey, I got a baseball. Guess what baseball we were playing with threw that away. But I've been a fan that long. And to galvanize a team to go to the World Series – you got to have not just a manager. Anybody can manage a team, but you got to have a skipper. And only one guy has gotten that title for me, and that's Tommy Lasorda. I think Dave Roberts has earned the word skipper from me because it takes genuine, genuine love and respect for these players and really care about them. And let me tell you, Dave Roberts has went through hell and back with cancer, and that's why uh, Turner was sitting on the field next to him. We know, we know COVID ain't no joke. My, my daughter had it. And, and she got through it really well. But that's why Turner was sitting on the field next to Dave Roberts. I know it didn't look good, but, hey, sometimes everything don't come up smelling roses, but you still got to dig in there. It's all about life, friends, love, and friendship. I'm out. All right, Chris, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Stay healthy and stay safe. Um, LZ, have you seen the, uh, the tweet that our guy Carlo, our uh, marketing guy, um, social guy, has posted here on his personal uh, Twitter. Ooh. He has he has tagged and uh, and Laura. Oh, yeah. Yes, and you can see Giancarlo Stanton, like Jerry Hairston uh, mentioned, taking a huge bite out of the four by four Kit Kat. Uh, so you have a Kit Kat now available to you. Uh, do you want to give this a shot now? I will. Since we only this, have a couple minutes here. I will give done. this a shot. Okay, hold on. So open the pack. So here's what we're gonna do now. Laura, you're in there, right? You could see him. You could see I LZ. Am. She's here. All right, so you need to describe what you're watching because I can't see LZ. Okay. Right, so here it is. Can you hear the rapper? Can you hear the rapper? Yes, I hear the rapper. Am I getting an endorsement deal out of this, by the way? Probably not. But. Right. I don't think this is big enough, though, to be honest. Listen, size queen, it's big enough for me. All right? <laughs> Calm down. I'm just saying. All I right. mean, it's thick, but it's not. Yeah. Here we go. It's really thick. Here it is go. thick. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Oh boy! Language, yeah. phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. Hold on, here I go. Oh, he got it with no problem. Mm -hmm. No problem. Yeah, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> pro you had no problem with it. Look at that. Yeah, Can oh. I Two bites gonna kill this thing. Oh my god! Hold on, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go. Oh, he's done. All up in his mouth. <laughs> 
Oh, jeez. El <laughs> <laughs> uh, Z, congratulations. Now we do we do need to try the four by four at one point, but you know we didn't have any. Yeah, we, that was, it was way too easy. Yeah, the for challenge him. was too easy way for you. Too it feels easy. like. Yeah, you were up for the challenge. <laughs> I feel like you an asterisk. You feel like what? An asterisk. Yeah, you got an asterisk. Give me an asterisk. Yeah, we are. It's not a regular Kit Kat. It's not. He devoured that in nothing seconds. Because I'm a grown ass man. So, but do you actually like Kit Kats now? Oh yeah, that's true. That is the great question, Greg. Excellent point. There's this wafer thing in the middle of it. Oh, for the love. <laughs> hmm. That wasn't bad. But I wouldn't drink it with a glass of wine like Keyshawn. Keyshawn does have Kit Kat. Frozen Kit Kat. All right. Do you like to freeze your chocolate? I don't like to do that. It depends on the chocolate. It really does. Okay. What? So what, any what? chocolate that has like, um, like raspberry in it or like orange or jalapeno. Like, jalapeno? What? Jalapeno? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you guys shop? There's options. I'm Mexican and I've never had Listen, that. <laughs> I am, right. I, look, I'm Latino. I love me some spice. I've never had a chocolate covered jalapeno in my life. No, not a chocolate covered jalapeno, but a chocolate bar that has jalapeno in it. No? That still feels weird. Very I've different. never had that either. Yes, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. All right, well, you eat your wafer, and I'll eat my jalapenos. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that Chris, wasn't that bad. Chris is texting. He says you should do this every day. No. You should attempt to try to uh, a challenge every day. If I oh, did I'm, that, I'm I watching would the like video Chris. right now. I'm watching the video. And, uh, yeah, it, it is kind of small, LZ. It's not like a 4 You know what? I'm not here out. for this shade. I had a challenge. <laughs> I took it on. It is. I'm and looking now, at it now. I feel like LeBron. Give me my damn respect. Yeah, no, no. I, I do think it is small. And mm -hmm. you know, can we post this video? I can't. I mean, if he gives me permission. Yeah, LZ would have to give us permission. Yeah, and send it to Carlo. He'll post it for on the ESPN. Yeah, are you just I, gonna I, bypass my permission, Greg. I know. Yeah, I'm right. That's true. Yeah, you are yeah. management. You, you can't be bypassing you people's permission. Lawyer boy, now you're just jumping right over me. <laughs> are, is it okay, LZ? Do we have your permission, LZ, to post this video? Yes, you have my permission. Okay, yes. and then, but we have to phrase this properly because it's not a four by four. But is this? Wow, uh, you're insisting on on downplaying my historic achievement. Yeah. No one else at 710 has dared accomplish what I've accomplished. And instead of saying, damn, LZ, you're a fantastic Kit Kat eater, you much rather say, eh, it was more like a kit, not a full Kit Kat. It was just either a kit or a cat. I don't believe it was a Kit Kat. Yeah. Man, to be undermined like this. Yeah. Have an asterisk on my championship. All right. We got to go, LZ. Great work as always, despite the Kit Kat. No, no, it was great work because of the Kit Kat. All right. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Greg. Thanks to Ramona. Thanks to Tim Kirkton and Jerry Harrison. Thanks to you guys for calling in and tuning in. We love you. We'll be back tomorrow at 4. See ya.